my responsibility is to make sure you are taught the word of the Lord. Now, what I want to do this morning is I want to go into something that God gave me in this teaching that I haven't taught. You're going to be surprised to know I have not taught on forgiveness of sin because that's what today's teaching is about. Uh, uh, we, we talk about the body. We're not done talking about the body of Christ. Uh, we're going to be talking about the body of Christ a lot today. But we also want to take you into uh, some other things in here. Let's give you our subject. Acts 26, 18, we're going to use that for our subject. Uh, it's going to be called Receive the Forgiveness of Sins. Acts 26, 18, open their eyes, turning from darkness to light, turning from the power of Satan to God that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now the key of this here, until you receive the forgiveness of sins, you cannot receive your inheritance personally the Holy Spirit. All right, so you got to receive. Say you must receive the forgiveness of sins. All right, now you can't get that out of order. There's no other way it teaches in the new covenant of, of getting, uh, getting forgiveness of sin. You can't get it any other way. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to begin to show you uh, some things that has happened and how people, how people got forgiveness of sin. Here's another word you want to put down for the word forgiveness. You want to put down the word remission. Uh, and then we're going to look at another word uh, on, under that same word uh, is redemption. So you have to listen to me real carefully. That word is called redemption, it's called forgiveness, and it's also called remission of sin. Now, we're going to show you where that word, how far that word has come along. But if you are in a church that does not teach forgiveness of sin, they are still teaching you the law. And I'm going to show you in the word and where people are teaching today. And I just pray to God. I, I, I pray to God, my audience out there, and you stay tuned because you're getting ready to, to really hear the word of God today. We're going to be talking about receive, say it with me, receive forgiveness of sin. Right. Now, that's what the Apostle Paul just got through saying, Acts 26, 18, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. So I, I didn't put the D in there, so you just say receive forgiveness of sin. Receive, say receive forgiveness of sins. All right. Now, let's go back, and, and I want you to see it. See I don't want you to leave here saying, I said, Pastor Crump said. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you what the Bible says. That's my job, is to show you in the Bible what it says, and you make your own opinion on what you believe. So you can't fault anybody else. So let's go all the way back to Matthew 26, 26 through verse 29. We're going to go pretty rapidly today from the Gospel of St. Matthew, uh, chapter 26, and verse number 26. This is when Jesus was sitting. I want you to know that everything Jesus did, it was a fulfillment of the scripture. Let me say it again. Everything Jesus did, it was a fulfillment of the scripture. He was fulfilling prophecy. Always understand that. All right. In, in Matthew chapter 26, and if you go look at verse number 26, Matthew 26, and you start at verse 26. Let's read together. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I would not drink henceforth. <clears throat> and he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave to them saying, drink ye all of it, 
For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, for the remission of sins. But I say to you, but I say to you, I would not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. All right. Now, thing number one. Most churches take what happened here as Jesus says, continue. Continue to do what I told you. That's not what he told you. As a matter of fact, his teaching was not to us personally, but I'm going to show you why people do this. All right. Verse 28. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is washed and shed for many for the remission of sin. Now, Jesus is telling them his blood is shed for the remission of sin. Now, remember, he is fulfilling scripture. Say it with me. He is fulfilling scripture. Now, let me show you the scripture he fulfilled. I'm not going to give it all to you. Let's go look at Exodus 24. From the book of Exodus chapter 24. Remember, they already, God already told Israel that, that he would give them a prophet like unto Moses. Him shall you hear. So everything that he did was to fulfill scripture. From Exodus chapter number 24, you can read this later, how he was fulfilling scripture. You will see that everything he's doing, he's he fulfilling scripture. Him sitting down at the table, he's he fulfilling scripture. Watch this. Exodus 24 and verse 1. Let's go to that. Exodus 24 and verse 1. And he said to Moses, come up unto the Lord, thou and Adab, Nate, uh, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the seventy of the elders of Israel, worship before all. Moses alone will come up to the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the, the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord, and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice, and this is what they says, all that the word, all what the Lord, what the, all the word which the Lord has said will we do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and built an altar unto the Lord, 12 pillars according to 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent the young men of the children of Israel, which offer burnt offerings and sacrifice and peace offering and oxen unto the Lord. Now watch what Moses is going to do in verse 6. Moses took a half of the blood, put it in a basin, Half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. He took the book of the covenant and read in the ordinance of all the people and, they, and said, all that the Lord, look what they said, all that the Lord has said we would do. Same thing he said in verse number three. All that the Lord has said we would do and we will be obedient. Now, that was very important. In verse eight, Moses took the blood, sprinkled it up on the people and said, behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with, your, with you concerning these words. Verse 9, Then went up Moses and Aaron and Nadab and even the seven of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel that were under his feet as it was paved a work of a sapphire stone, and it was the book, I'm sorry, the body of heaven, that's who we are, in his clearness. And up on the nobles, watch this. These were the people sitting at the table with Jesus Christ. And up on the nobles and the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. See, that's what he was doing, fulfilling scripture. When they were sitting at the table, they were sitting at the table to fulfill that they would sit and eat with God. All right, that's exactly what they did. All right, now. Israel was supposed to do this and continue doing this as the Passover because in Exodus, they kept the Passover. So when Jesus instituted the Passover to them, they were to keep the Passover like Moses did in Exodus. Moses instituted the Passover to Israel, they kept the Passover. That was Exodus chapter 12, Moses instituted the Passover. Here, Jesus is instituting the Passover to Israel. Watch this, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Watch what Paul is going to say. See, if you know what the words say, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I got some other thing coming down the road with, with, 
we'll clear all this up again and again. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, watch what God, Paul says now, what they were doing. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and remember, he was not talking to you. That's why the book was written to Corinth. See, we're going we to get this because I'm going to show you after why there's a lot of churches in this Bible, a lot of churches. But Paul wanted you to know his ministry was about the body of Christ. He's going to show you all of these churches. He's going to name them all. I'm going to name a lot, just a few minutes. But at the same time, because you were part of those churches didn't mean you the body of Christ. See, because see, that was, a, that was the church Corinth, this same chapter, chapter number uh, five, you saw that a man had his father wife sitting in church. So you have to understand there's a natural church. Then Paul's going to show you all the natural churches. Then he's going to show you the body of Christ. Then he's going to show you in the body of Christ. There's members of the body of Christ just like his members of regular churches. You can be a member of the regular church, but that don't mean you're saved. See, that's what Paul's going to show. All right, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is going to teach this, and then he's going to go down to verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. Forgive me. Verse 11, chapter 11, verse 23, Paul says, I have received of the Lord. Now remember, he's telling you he has received what the Lord did at the table when his ministry started, when Jesus ended his ministry, Paul had the revelation of Jesus' ministry. So you got to understand what Paul's ministry was. It was a revelation of the ministry. That's why at, at, at uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 25 and 26, Paul said his ministry is the revelation of the mystery. Remember, Jesus taught the mysteries in his message. Paul got the revelation. So here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, he said, I have received of the Lord. Well, this is what the Lord did back here at the table before he went into the garden to be, to be killed or be captured. And I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered to you. But Paul did not give it to them that way. Paul gave them the revelation of it. That the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed. See, he's talking about, I have received the Lord, the revelation. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and he, and he said to them, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Now the body was not broken for you. The body was crucified for you. The Bible told us Christ died for our sin. Well, he did not do this for us. Christ died for our sins. All right, and when he had given them thanks, he break it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Now we know when Christ was crucified, the Bible said not one of his bones was broken. All right, but here in verse number uh, 24, watch what he said, do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup of the New Testament in my blood. Now remember, watch what he's saying. This cup of the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it, watch this, in remembrance of me. Verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord death, death, till he come, death. Not life, death, till he come. All right, now let's, let's go to work. Now, I want, I want to use this because I want to show you the, the number one, you want to put down number word, number one word is remission of sin. That's what I gave you in Matthew 26, 28. Do this as often as you eat this cup and drink, uh, eat this cup, eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord death till it come. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, watch this, for the remission of sin. That was Matthew 28, 26, 28. I want you to go from there to uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Now, I'm going to give it, give it to you. Just write it down one at a time. First of all, I gave you number one, Matthew 26, 28. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, through, through Paul, for the remission of sin. But they, they're not going to stop there. 
Said for, they did, said, they, said they did that for the remission of sin. Said they ate the, said they ate the bread and they drank the cup for the remission of sin. All right, that's number one. Keep it notes. Number two, Mark chapter one, verse four. Everything Jesus gave them, he's going to give them a little more at a time. Now he's going to come down to John the Baptist. He's getting ready to add to that. Mark chapter 1, verse 4. Are you there? And I'm sorry, Mark chapter 1 and verse 4. Jesus did baptize. I'm sorry. John did baptize in the wilderness. And now he's going to preach the baptism of repentance. Why? Come on, you got your Bible, just, just say what it says. You don't have to be a scholar. Why did John baptize? All right, why did they eat the bread off the table? See, you got to see the progress. You can't stay with one thing and say, I got it. Come on, that's what Jesus did before he died. See, now John, is, John came, and watch what John doing. John preached the baptism of repentance for everybody. For the remission of sin. All right. Now, I'm, I'm going to show you that the next service probably in Luke, but I'll, I'll, I'll do Luke one, chapter 1, verse 7 and 6 and 7 and 7. Let Luke chapter 1, verse 7 and 6 and 7 and 7. See, if you just take the word of God and see what the word of God said, because it's nowhere else in the Bible to talk about forgiveness that has got to happen. It's already gone. It's already done. So that's why you have to do now is receive it. Until you receive the forgiveness of sin, you cannot forgive nobody. So you got to understand, you, you just can't do this because this is God's love. And you cannot give what you don't have. All right, the gospel of Luke chapter 1, verse 76 and 77. And thou child, talk about John the Baptist. Shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of the salvation unto his people, unto his people Israel, by the remission of sin. So John the Baptist's ministry was to give knowledge of that salvation by the forgiveness of sin. If they will come and give, turn themselves over to the Lord, they will be forgiven. All right, they will receive the knowledge of the Lord that Jesus was getting ready to teach them. All right, let's go to the next one. We're going to go from there. Uh, how many know we got number two already? All right, you got, you got uh, Matthew 26, 28. You got Mark 1 and 4. That Luke 1, 76, 77 is not one of them. I'm getting ready to give you the next step. You want to go to Luke 24, 45 through 48. Luke 24. See, if you'll just follow the pattern. And I, what I see with people, they didn't continue. They started out with John the Baptist, but they didn't continue. They still preaching John the Baptist. Luke chapter 24. And we want to go to verse 45. Are you there? All right. Then opened he their understanding. Now, Jesus has risen from the dead now. Now, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said to them, this is written and that it behoove the, who Christ to suffer and arise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, talking about Israel, beginning at Jerusalem. Now, I want to see, do you, okay. All right, and, and, and verse number 47. We'll make sure you got 47. And that repentance, I'm going to ask you a question, and remission of sin should be preached in its name among all nations, talking about Israel, beginning at Jerusalem. My question is, what was added to that verse that was not there before? Repentance, right? So now you have repentance and for remission of sin. And then you got in the name of Jesus. 
You are following me, right? Now, if I go back to Matthew, what we had in Matthew, one thing. Matthew says remission of sin. Uh, then we went to Acts, I mean Mark 1, 4. They baptized. See, you had baptism for the remission of sin. It showed you how you got it. You had to be baptized to get it. Now here, repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name at the beginning of Jerusalem. I ask you what was different. No, no baptism. See, you got to see what, what's not there. If I go back and read the first two, you got to see what's there. How many can remember Jesus at the, at the table? What did he told them to do? Let me read it for you. This is the blood of the New Testament in my, this is the, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. So he started out just with the blood. Right? Then we went to John baptism, and now we got what? John 1 and 4 told you to be, I, you don't want to, if you don't have it, I got to read it. John, Matthew 1, Mark 1 and 4, Mark 1 and 4, John baptized in the wilderness and he preached the baptism of repentance. Are you all taking notes? He preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. First, I gave you Jesus, Matthew 26 and 28, his blood was for the remission of sin. John the Baptist, Mark 1 and 4, this baptism was for the remission of sin. Y'all writing them down? All right, now, now let's go to Luke 24, 47, repentance, that's new. And the remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So we see that what you added. Did you put that down, repentance and remission of sin? All right, now let's go to the next one. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. See, if you just follow them along, you'll see. We, we have picked up in the name of Jesus already. We didn't have that in the beginning. The first two didn't have Jesus' name, did it? All right. Now this is the time y'all can talk, not what I'm preaching. You want to talk? This is it. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter, preaching to Israel, said to them, repent, so we already had that before, didn't we? Be baptized. We didn't have it the last time, but we still got it. Everyone in the name, now they are baptizing them. See, John the Baptist is not baptized in the name of Jesus. He baptized under repentance, right? But he did not baptize in the name of Jesus. Now they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch this. For the remission of sin. So how many can tell us where we started out? What was the first one? The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ was for the remission of sin. John, the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Then we went to the Acts, uh, Luke 24, 47. We have repentance and, and remission of sin. But here we got Acts 2, 38. We got repent and baptize everyone in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. All right? But we're not done. We, 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 we on our way, but we're not done. Look at somebody say, we're not done. Now let's go to Acts chapter 10 and verse 42 and 43. See, I'm doing this because you got to receive. You got to receive the forgiveness of sin. People still think they got to go get baptized and got to repent to get it. See, now what happened is you just won't receive it. You want to do it. And it's not done no more. All right. Acts chapter number 10. And we want to look at verses number 42, right? All right. Now, we're going to go to verse, we're going to go back. I don't want to, I really did. Let's do 47. No, I got to do 42. Let's go back to 42. Are you with me? All right. Verse 42, and he commanded us, Peter says, he commanded me. Remember, Paul ministry hadn't started yet. Hello? How many know what, what book Paul ministry is going to start? Now, remember, in Acts chapter 9 is when he persecuted the church. But when he was sent, it was Acts 13. 
Paul was sent to ministry in Acts chapter 13. All right. Now we win Acts chapter 10, verse 42. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he which ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, here it is, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. What's missing in that verse? Verse 43, let me let you hear it again. And to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. You see, you see no repentance, no baptism. See, you got to see what, what's, what they're doing. Now, watch if we go on, watch what's going to happen. See, there was no water yet. And verse number 44, and while Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them, which what? They heard the word, see? And now in verse 44, these were Jews, these were Gentiles under the old covenant. These were not Gentiles under Paul's ministry. I want to make sure you understand that. All right. So in verse 45, and they of the circumcision, which were Jews, which believed was astonished. Why? Because on, on many as came with Peter because of the Gentiles now, also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many know they had not been born or baptized? Just keep on reading. Verse number 46. And they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? See, they received the Holy Ghost, but they hadn't been baptized. See, but people are basing their salvation the day on, you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved. Now on, verse 48 now, and now he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. See, now they were baptized. What was the Lord doing here? He was dealing with Gentile, but he was trying to show the Jews that they did not have him in a box, right? All right, now, let's move on, because I got, I, got, I got to take you somewhere else. Let's go to the, uh, the book of Acts chapter number 13 and verse 38. So you got to see how it's changing because they're getting closer to Paul's ministry. Acts, 30, Acts 13, 38, Paul's ministry has begun. Well, let me back up and show you that first so you know what book to read. Let's go back to Acts 13, 38. See, Paul's epistles start with Romans but at the same time, he started his ministry in the book of Acts, just like Peter, James, and John ended there. That's why you got to know the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a summary of in and out with Jesus' ministry, Jesus' apostles, coming into Paul's apostles. Because we are built up on, remember, we are built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, right? And Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. All right, Acts chapter 13, are you there? Verse 1. Now that was in the church. See, that's why you got to understand when you use the word church. Now that was in the church, that was at Antioch. So you got to understand, that was the church at Jerusalem. There were seven churches that's in Asia. But that don't mean that's the body of Christ. That's why you got to be taught the body of Christ. All right, now that was in the church, that was at Asia, certain prophets and teachers and Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger and Lucius and Cyrene and Menin, and then it said, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had laid their hand, laid their, and when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. So then, so they being sent away by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. So Paul didn't know anything about grace yet. Paul was only preaching Jesus Christ is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. So you got to understand how you got to progress. So uh, I just read to you Acts 13. Let's look at that now. Acts chapter 13 and verse 38 and 39. Now watch what, watch what we're going to get into here. Be it known unto you therefore, men and brothers, that through this man, now when the Bible says through this man, he's talking about through his name. 
through this man's name is preached to you the forgiveness of sin because that's how they they did they preached he's telling them he's telling them now be it known to you therefore men and brothers that through this man Jesus Christ is preached to you the forgiveness of sin and by him all that believe are justified now he's telling you all that believe in Jesus Christ are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Because once Paul started ministry, guess what? The law of Moses had ended. So now he's getting ready to take them onto another. Let's go to verse 46, same chapter. In verse 46, you ought to have this mark in your Bible by now. Verse 46, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold. Can you see his Paul and Barnabas now? Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should have first have been spoken to you Jews, but seeing that you put it far from you, you judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn for the Gentiles. See, so now God started Paul preaching the gospel of grace, the gospel of Christ, and the Jews rejected it. That's how you got the gospel of Christ. All right, uh, now let's, let's move on to the next one. See, this just continues to go if you keep following it. Let's go to Romans 3, 23 through 25. Romans chapter 3. Now Paul is going to deal with this. Romans chapter 3. See, there is therefore no more forgiveness of sins. You can't get forgiveness of sin no other way than just receive it. So when you don't, when you don't believe Christ's death, death, and resurrection, you do not receive forgiveness of sin. Just like uh, I don't know the exactly same word. Maybe my wife remember how I said it last night. I, I was praying for her and with her, and I said, you know, Christ is our healing. You remember that, wife? I said, Christ is our healing. And I said, you know why? Because Christ is the anointing. Yeah. Christ, said Christ, Christ. is the anointing. Is the now, where is the anointing? You don't know. You see, you ought to jump on that, man. Colossians 1.26. If anybody ever asked you what Christ said, he's right here. Well, if Christ is in you, he is the anointing. See, Christ is the grace of God. So where is the grace of God at? Exactly. So everything God gave you, he put it in Christ and he put Christ in you. Let me say one more. God put forgiveness of sins in Christ. Let me put it another way. Redemption is in Christ. See, when I show you the scripture, you're going, see, if you know the word, you know what I'm saying. Forgiveness, in, forgiveness is in Christ. Don't forget, I'm going to show it to you. Redemption is in Christ. See, if you knew this, you would not, be in, you would not have to be baptized in water for remission of sins. God said, Ephesians 1 and 3, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all, that's redemption, that's forgiveness. What's the other one? Remission of sin. I thought you wrote them down. All is in Christ. So when you receive Christ in your heart, you receive God's grace. You receive God's forgiveness. You receive God's mercy, God's love. You just keep on going. You have received it already. That's why the message is called receive forgiveness of sins. There are people who have received Christ, but they don't think they have received forgiveness of sin yet. If you have, you, if you did not, if, let me put it this way. If you knew you had, you wouldn't continue to ask. They'll let you know, I'm not calling your name. I don't pray with you in the morning. You don't want to pray. But if you're still asking God to forgive you your sin, you don't think you got it. Let me put it another way. The same man gave you, forgave your sins, gave you healing. See, if you don't think you got it, that's what's happening. Christ is in you, the hope of glory, but you are not believing in the God that's in you. That's what this was about. They were sitting 
and breaking bread, eating with him, fellowshipping with him. That's what you got to do. Christ is your healing. Well, where is he? He's in me. So if, he, if he's in me, why don't I just enjoy it today? Why don't I enjoy my healing? Why don't, why don't, I, eat, why don't I eat some? You do eat by believing. All right, just keep on going. All right, here it is, Romans chapter 3. We won't look at verse 23. See, we have Christ in us, but we are not concentrating on that. We got to meditate on that. Christ is in me. Heal is in Christ. Christ is the bread of life. You never ask no more. Once you get saved, you never ask God anymore. Just watch this here. Watch how your faith is working. You don't get up in the morning and ask God to save you no more. I wonder why. You believe you're already saved. But you ask him to heal you. And you ask him to forgive you. You know what's happening? You don't believe in those areas. The same God that's in you is your healing. He's also your salvation. Your salvation is all of that. You got to understand, salvation is just not a small word. All right, here we go. Now, here, here in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, that's where we are. Let's read it. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, when he said all, he's talking about Jews and Gentiles, okay? But watch in verse number 24. Being justified freely by grace, watch this. How are we justified? Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I asked you a question. I said, where is redemption? I asked you, what is redemption? Gave you three words. Forgiveness of sin, remission of sins, and redemption. See, them three words are the same word. But where is forgiveness of sin? Where's redemption? God put what you need in Christ and Christ in you. You got to get this. If you get this, you have found the tree of life. You'll catch up. You'll catch up. See, a lot of people, a lot of people got it, but they don't, they don't know they got it. So I, I did a teaching one time on finding the tree of life. You got to understand it's in here. You got to know that where, that where it is. Why? Because you're supposed to eat from it. See, a, a lot of people go to the book of Revelation and find there's a tree in the garden, and they don't realize they're the garden and the tree is in the garden. And it's bringing all manner of fruit, waiting on you to eat. All right, being, being justified by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. Whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness, watch this, to declare his righteousness. Well, we already had John the Baptist, and John the Baptist had the baptism of repentance. We already been through the process of, of, of Mark 1 and 4. John the Baptist. We had Jesus Christ at the, when he was drinking, eating and drinking with them. This is what he said to them. This is my blood, Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Now watch what happened in Romans 3, Romans 3, 26. Whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood, not his communion on the table, faith in his blood to declare his righteousness now. For the remission of sin. Say, say Christ's righteousness for the remission of sin. Right. So why did God give you his righteousness? For the remission of sin. All right. So if God has made you the righteousness of God, he has given you his righteousness, you don't have the forgiveness. You don't have sin no more. He replaced it with what? His righteousness. You got to get it. Uh, you write that down. I'll show it to you. That's 2 Corinthians 5. 21. But let's look, at, let's look at the next verse. To declare at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus Christ. All right. Now, let's go over and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So you got to understand, God gave you his righteousness and took your sin. 
Well, if he gave you righteousness, he took your sicknesses. Because my Bible says, we'll go to that, we'll show it to you, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Uh, where are we right now? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now watch this. This is so awesome. How many learning now? How many learning? All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says, For he has made him. Are you there? We want you on the screen. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. See, that's who we are. Say, so we are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's who he made me. See, I, that's why we sang the song, that you are a new creation. Who are you? You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Right? All right. He has made him to be sin for us. Oh, he took our place, our sin. He didn't know any sin, but he exchanged places with us. And he, we took his place in righteousness. He made us the righteousness of God in him. Ain't that right? All right. So with that in mind, we're going we're gonna to go give you a couple more. Now let's go to, let's go to uh, Ephesians 1. Back up, go forward to Ephesians, I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 1. So we have to see what happened. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm not even in my message. Believe me, I'm, I'm getting this to you. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And verse 7, I'm showing you three places that redemption is in Christ. Now, I just got through showing it to you in the first place. Anybody get that when I said redemption is in Christ? I just gave you to the Romans chapter 3. Do I have to go back there again? Let me go back. Let me go back. You didn't get it? Romans chapter 3 and verse 24, put it on the screen. See, I need you to under, uh, put this down because you got to know where everything is. Whatever you want something, you got to know where it is. Being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I ask you, where is the redemption? All right, get ready to show you again. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Now, you need to put the verse I just gave you. Romans 3, 24, right beside that. In whom we have redemption. Now, how do you have it? Read it. Now, what happened if you're still trying to drink the blood off the table? You still don't have redemption. Because you have redemption through his blood. And then he called it the forgiveness of sins. So you already have it. Come on, say, I already have it. I'm trying to get you to say you have it. If you say it long enough, maybe you'll believe it. That's how it happens. If you'll keep saying you got it, you'll believe you got it. That's how you didn't have it. You kept saying you don't have it. So replace your words that I have redemption. Come on, I say I have it. Redemption through his blood. Now the word redemption has two other meanings. What is it? I have forgiveness of sins and I have what? Remission of sin. I got that in Christ. So you're not going around trying to get forgiven. And you don't need to be praying in the morning, Father, forgive me. I'm going to take you to the next part. You're supposed to know what you're supposed to do because you got it. It's not for you. Forgiveness was not given to you for you. If you go back and study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus said it this way, which we are not back there. Forgive and it shall be forgiven you. Well, you already got it. Now you got to know why you got it. You don't have love for you. Love is for others. You got forgiveness for me. Oh, see, y'all don't want Y'all don't want to act right now. So you got to know why God gave you stuff. When I get into that, that's where I'm headed. You, you got to receive. Okay, you said, okay, Pastor, I have received forgiveness of sin. Okay, then why, why did he give it to you? For others. The Bible said, with love, Galatians 5.13, with love, 
serve one another. So he gave you forgiveness to give others. Now this is very important because when God gives you something, it's for others. You got to know what he gave you. It's for others. He gave you faith for him. But he gave you love for others. And forgiveness is God's love. Number four, forgiveness is redemption. Forgiveness is remission of sin. Forgiveness, see, that's how they got God's love in the old covenant. But you can't get it that way no more. You got to get it in Christ. God's love is in Christ. God's forgiveness in Christ. God's remission of sins in Christ. Everybody got that? That's how you got God's love. God's love is called God's grace. It's all in Christ. So you got to understand when God give, making you rich in Christ, he's making you rich so you can help others. All right, here we go. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, then he's going to let you know what the, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The riches of his grace is his love. So God loved you and forgave you. The way God saved you is by forgiving you. The way you heal, release the healing anointing in your life to others is through forgiveness. See, that's why under the old covenant, it says to give, it didn't use the word forgive, it used the word give, see? Because forgiveness hadn't come yet. So he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Otherwise, same word he used and forgive. So you got to understand, he gave you mercy so you can give. See, you got to understand, you are a tree. Let me put it this way. Christ is the tree that's in you. And mercy and fruit grows on that tree. But no tree eats its own fruit. Have you noticed? You never, you never went out in the yard and saw that tree reaching and getting them out. It don't happen. Fruit is not for the tree. Ain't that right? So when God fills your heart with love, what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to give it to others. Now, I'm under, you got to understand when something happens, when, when, you, when you are not loving, you are walking in disobedience. You got to understand how that works. I, I, the second service will cover all of that. All right. Now, look at this Colossians chapter 1, verse 4. So I'm, I'm laying some groundwork here. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 14. See, this is one of the greatest lessons I learned in ministry is forgiveness. You probably heard that. But really, it was the greatest message that I ever learned was in forgiveness. Because you cannot forgive if you don't have it. I want to make sure you understand the power behind it. You can't forgive nobody if you don't have it. Forgiveness is God's love in you. The same love that saved you. That's why I gave, went over two things, and I'm going to look like I'm going to have to teach them uh, that what God gave you, he gave you faith and love. He gave you his love for others. But if you don't have God's love, you can't forgive me. See, the only way, see, you got all through the old covenant, they couldn't forgive. And the only way it happened is God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He put his spirit in you. And his spirit in you is the spirit of love. God is love. That's why in 1 John it says, how can you say you love God and don't love your neighbor, your brother and sister you see every day? You can't do it. 
He that loveth his neighbor or his brother and sister also love God. You can't, you can't, if, see, if you don't have the love, you can't love God. God didn't give you the love for himself. He gave you the love for others. And what we're trying to do is love God with it. God not, God not, he's not giving you the love to love him. That's the old covenant. Old covenant is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength, and thy neighbor thyself. That's old covenant. Jesus fulfilled all of that, and all you got now is your neighbor. Or your sister or your body. See, my wife is my body. God gave me love for her. He gave her love for me. We're in the same body. If I don't love her, I will destroy her. That's how powerful it is. So you got to understand in the body of Christ, we are in the body of Christ. So you got to understand God gave us love in the body of Christ. To, and I'm going to show you how important it is for God to give you his love. How many ready for that? I need everybody. God showed me something, my brother, that love compared with the blood that's in the system. He said, because the people do not know the importance of love in the body of Christ. Love in the body of Christ is the same as your blood in your system. God said to me in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when Paul gave that, he's told them the reason why sickness and disease and poverty and stuff came in the church against the body of Christ because they was not loving. Let me show you how God put it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Not discerning Let's go to it. I'm finish Colossians first. Colossians chapter 1 first. Then we're going to go to that. See, people do not understand God protect you with his love. But when you don't love, you give place to the devil. That's why I told you there's two spirits that you got to make sure they don't live in your house. They're called murmuring. And complaining. Because if you got them two spirit, they'll come out anywhere. Come on now. They'll come out where? Anywhere to anybody. When you got the spirit of mom and complaining, you will put people down. And that's not what the body's supposed to be doing. I told you last week, you are to edify. See, I'm not done with that. I'm going to show you. See, that's a powerful spirit. You got to edify the body because the, the part of the body that you are not edifying, you need the most. And you wonder why that part of the body can't help you because you put your mouth on your own body. There's only one body. That's the body of Christ. And everyone in here has a responsibility to the one body, and that's edify it. And I'm not just talking about right here, door of faith. I'm talking about the body of Christ. So you can't look at what's happening and what ain't happening. You put your mouth on the body. And you wonder why you reap it. You about to go back and look at Galatia. Whatsoever man sow, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, of the flesh you will reap corruption. If you sow to the body, to the spirit of that body, you'll reap life. So you don't ever want to speak against your own body. All right. Are we all right here? Amen. All right. Now, Colossians chapter 1, 
and verse 13. Verse 12, let me do verse 12 for It says, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has past tense delivered us from the power of darkness and has past tense translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption. Once again, I'm showing you three times you have redemption in Christ. You got forgiveness in Christ. You got remission of sin in Christ. If you're in Christ, you got all three. Do everybody understand that? The key is you got to make sure you're in Christ. You got to make sure you're the body. When the Bible says in Philippians 4, 19, but my God shall supply your need, he's talking to the body. He's responsible to take care of all the needs of the body. Just like I'm responsible to take care of all the needs of my wife. That's Bible. It's not, it's not debatable. It's not like I want to or don't want to. If I don't, I will sin against my own body. All right. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness, has translated us unto the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have, not God trying to get, we got redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. So I, I'm over and over and over, I'm showing you that we got it. So that's why I said receive forgiveness of sin. You, until you receive Christ, you have not received forgiveness of sin. Do everybody understand that? So if you got people sitting here now, so well, I was baptized in water in Jesus' name. Listen, you still haven't received forgiveness of sin, knucklehead. This is your salvation. If you did anything, to get it, you don't have it. Come on, this is your salvation. This ain't no game. Forgive me. But this is not a game, man. You can't, you can't go on. Well, you know I you know I And you got people that are hardcore, man. You got to repent, you got to be baptized, and you, they don't care what the Bible says. That's awesome. You people are going to die and go to hell just because they want to be ignorant and stubborn. All right, now let's go to the scripture I said I'm going to go to. I, I gave you something. First Corinthians chapter 11. Now watch what Paul said to these people. See, people listen to a lot of stuff, and they try to read a lot of stuff in the here. Well, Paul is talking to the to the to the to the church because the next chapter he's going to talk about the body of Christ. So all the way up to chapter 11, he's talking to the church. So if you go, let me show you something. You go, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Let me show you something first. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. It's reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornications not so much named among the Gentiles that one shall have his father's wife. Where's all this going on at? Some of y'all don't want to say nothing. He's going on in the local church. That don't mean, see, he's letting you know just because you're in the church, that don't mean you're in the body of Christ. See, so you, you got to look at this. That's why Paul is doing this. He's going to go all the way up to chapter 11. He's going to show you the church. Now, watch what he's going to tell him in this verse. And you are puffed up in verse number two and have not rather mourned that he which has done this deed might be taken away from what? From among you. He's talking about the local church. For I verily absent in the body, but present in the spirit has judged already as though I were present concerning him that do, that, that's done this deed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together in my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan. How can you do that if you're in the body of Christ? This person was not in the body of Christ. He went to church. To deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. Your glory is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leavened the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you, that you may be a new lump, 
as you are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sanctified for us, sacrificed for us. So he's talking about in the church. All the way through here, he's talking about in the church. When he gets to chapter number 12, he's going to go start talking about the body of Christ. And what he's going to put a difference is, God set every member in the body as he see fit. So you don't get in the body of Christ because you join as a member. You got in the body of Christ because God put you in the body. He can't put you in the body until you believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection so you can receive redemption, receive forgiveness of sin, receive the Holy Spirit, and now you are part of the body. And my job is to teach you after that what part of the body you are, you will know because of your service. Let me say it again. You will know what part of the body you are because of your service. It's built in. People that don't serve, it's not the hands. You don't have to worry about it. People who don't like change, it's not the feet. You don't have to worry about it. Because the feet does one thing, it's always bring you to change. Every day, bring you to new changes, bring you to new places. Carry the body. It's the hand that serves the body. You'll know whether your hands are not. When you're not the hand, you serve nobody but yourself. First Corinthians chapter number 11. First Corinthians chapter number 11. Watch what Paul said to these, these people. And verse 28 and 29, let a man examine himself. Now, he already told you this one time in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Let a man examine himself, whether he's in the faith, whether he's in the faith. See, you can be in the church, local church, but you're not in the faith. You're not in the spirit. But let a man examine himself and, low, and, and then so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. See, he's talking to the church of God, not you. The church of God, Jews. And verse 29, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Well, who is the Lord's body spiritually? Next chapter going to tell you, you are the body of Christ. See, here they was talking about not discerning the Lord's body. These people were Jews. So what they did naturally, just like the man in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, he had his father's wife. Or live 11, 11 the whole long. Here, they are not discerning the Lord's body. So you got to understand, then Paul is going to go into the next chapter teaching you what? The Lord's body. So these people that was here was a part of the local church. The church at Corinth. Go back to chapter 1, verse 1. See, you have to understand the word of God. That was a church at Rome. If you read 1 Corinthians, it's a church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sophides, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth. See, you're talking to a local church. Once you got to chapter number 12, he's going to change, and now he's going to start talking about the body of Christ, and I will get into that more the next service. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Let's go to chapter. Set up on your feet. Now let's thank God for what we have received in our first service. You got another service coming up. You, don't, you just got part of this. We're going to come to your, come to your camera, sir. First Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse 1. Uh, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, that by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. I deliver you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, 
according to the scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. So you got to understand when God taught the word of God, a lot of books, he taught a lot of books, a, a lot of books, like in his first Corinthians, he taught a lot of that beginning all the way to chapter 11, always to the church of God. Then he's going to switch over to the body of Christ and let people know in Christ you neither male nor female, born or free. He's going to do the same thing in Galatians. So you got to understand the word of God that we got to understand that we are in Christ and all of these things is done because you're in Christ. That's the only reason they're done. You have all things in Christ. All right. So from now on, you got to know what you got and know how to walk in it. All right. Now, Father, we thank you now for this word that has gone forth. You heard God's word this morning. Believe God's word. Believe Christ died for your sin. Believe he was buried. Believe God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe now that Jesus Christ is your Lord. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.